For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. Hurts, Ethan, first down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, we're back here, John McMullen and myself, for another episode of Eagles Unfiltered. We're your SI.com Eagle Mavens, and it was day five of Eagles training camp on Monday, August 2nd. Had a pleasant surprise visit from one of my favorite podcasters, Giovanni, who was in the house today. He's going to be there Sunday night, going to be on the sidelines, probably talking to some players, but it was great to to finally meet Giovanni in person. Uh, That was a special thrill for me, John. Um, But uh, we'll get into camp practice uh, notes here. And uh, let's see. I guess the big news today is that we found out Devontae Smith is going to miss a couple weeks. He's week to week with a knee sprain. Yeah, it could be worse. Uh, It's going to be probably about two to three weeks, sprained MCL for what we're hearing. Now, the Eagles claim it's not that big of a deal. Uh, playing it down behind the scenes. I got news for you. Anytime you hear spraying MCL and I hear two to three weeks, eh, it might be a little optimistic. Either way, though, should be back week one. I guess the bigger news is can Devontae Smith get up to speed? How, how effective is he going to be if he misses a lot of training camp? I think people forget. Tremendously talented kid, but there's a lot to learn. And you saw that before he got hurt, whether it was Steven Nelson Steve Nelson, excuse me, being very physical with him. Darius Slay, uh, certainly in the red zone, gave him a little bit of the tricks of the trade over the first couple of days. So there's a lot of stuff to learn, and he's not going to be there for at least the next couple of weeks, and we'll see how it how it develops moving forward. Now, silver lining to that, some of these young receivers will get an opportunity, and one of them stepped up today. Yeah, Quez Watkins, but... Before we go there, I just want to say about Smith, that was one of the big concerns I had going into the draft was this 166-pound weight thing. I know that was an issue, and, you know, I, just the injury, the way it happened on Saturday night, it was he was in an awkward position bending over to catch a low throw from uh, Jalen Hurts, and he got hit. But listen, to me, it's still a concern now. Day four of training camp, and Smith's already on the shelf. Uh, can he get through a season? It kind of parallels last year what we saw with Jalen Rager. Uh, you know, he got hurt in training camp with a shoulder. He came back to answer the bell in the opener, but then he tore ligaments in his thumb, and he wasn't the receiver everybody thought they were getting in the first round last year. So you hope, A, that that weight isn't going to be an issue, and two, that this situation with Smith doesn't parallel what happened with Jalen Rager last year. Um, that said, we can get into Quez Watkins. John, yeah, what I did thought, you see there? I, I thought he had an opportunity to kind of flash and show himself, and he did a great job. We know about Quez, he can run. I think he ran a 4-3-5 coming out of southern Mississippi. 
he got behind the defense uh, on during seven on seven. Jalen Hurts was able to hit him for a bomb for what would have been a touchdown. And interestingly, pre-practice, we got Shane Steichen for the first time this summer. First thing he brought up about Jalen Hurts, Ed, was his ability to throw the deep ball. So that's kind of manifesting itself. I still think Jalen needs to show a little more consistency when it comes to the the intermediate stuff uh, from play to play. Uh, but it's getting better. It's getting incrementally better. And then Quest Watkins also showed showed up in the manufactured touch category. They were doing red zone work. They threw a bubble screen to him, went for a touchdown, kind of ignited the crowd that was here, the fans that were here. Really the first play that did it. Kind of an understated session, I would say, overall. But I think, you know, practice game ball, I give out every day at EaglesMavenSI.com, EagleMaven.com. I gave it to Quez Watkins today. Yeah, um, certainly deserved it. And you're right with Devontae Smith being on the shelf and, you know, some of these other receivers kind of slow entering camp. Jalen Rager didn't really enter team drills until Saturday night. Some of these other guys are getting opportunities. Still have yet to see John Hightower make the kind of splash play that Quez did today. Um, and you mentioned Hurts. I mean, yeah, Steichen said he likes the way he throws the deep ball. Yeah. And we saw it at one practice prior when he threw an 80-yard touchdown to Devontae Smith. Not all 80 of those yards were in the air, but he threw a nice 40-yard pass or so to Smith for a touchdown. Uh, and another thing I like what Hurts is doing is, like you said, that bubble screen, they seem to be throwing a lot of screen passes that are going for gains here. Um, and he's doing a good job of holding the ball and then hitting uh, whoever is the target in that screen game. So yeah, his intermediate game needs work, but this is an offense right now that, you know, you can run screens and you can run deep balls and run the ball. Uh, and have success, so we'll see. Yeah, how that goes. and what, later in practice, there was a screen to Kenny Gainwell that went for a pretty significant gain as well. So that is, it looks like it's going to be a big part of this offense, a big part of what Nick Sirianni does, and that kind of stuff is starting to come a little bit together. That was a big part of Doug Peterson's offense, but for whatever reason, they couldn't get it going last year. That screen game at all. It's really important to get your landmarks and things like that. This group seems to be going in a positive direction when it comes to some of those screens. Yeah, and uh, you know, getting back to your practice game ball, you went with uh, Quez Watkins, and you, you could have gone with a defensive player there as well. We saw Zach McPherson, the rookie fourth-round pick, uh, had his first pick today. He intercepted uh, Nick Mullins. I think Nick Mullins. Yeah, it was Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins down the sideline, deep pass, and you know. McPherson's gotten his hands on a couple passes in this camp. He's looked really good. Uh, he dropped one of the interceptions in the end zone, I think, during a red zone drill early in camp. And then I think it was Saturday night where he looked like he broke on a ball, did a nice job breaking it up. It was across the field. Couldn't really see if he had a, a, a legitimate chance to intercept it. Looked like from my angle he did, but he did, couldn't get his hands on it to make that pick. But he still broke it up. But you know what? What have you seen from the, uh, this rookie? Yeah, he's gotten he's gotten his hands on the football, as you mentioned. He, he maybe dropped an interception. Uh, anytime you see that ability to be a playmaker, today he got one. That's a positive. Look, I've said this from the start of camp. I I think that Steve Nelson acquisition was so big for the Eagles because it slowed down the need for a player like Zach McPherson to get on the field. You know, week one as a fourth round pick. Now he can go at his own pace. He's working with the second and third team. He's making plays. He's probably gaining confidence. 
And then if you need him down the road, who knows? Maybe that confidence kind of buoys him and he's ready to go when you need him. And that's what you want. And I think, you know, probably the biggest concern for us before the Eagles got Steve Nelson was cornerback with this team. And all of a sudden, you know, things kind of fall into place and you say, okay, the starting group is pretty good with, with Darius Slay and Nelson, Avante Maddox. Then you have Zach McPherson who's making plays. Craig James has been one of the, in my opinion, one of the most underrated players of this camp. Yep. Um, Josiah Scott is a good backup nickel corner. All of a sudden you have some depth. One move can make everything fall into place. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. And, you know, I mean, Nelson does bring some physicality. Uh, hasn't done a good job so far covering the deep ball. It was Nelson that got beat, I think, on by Watkins today. It was Nelson that got beat by Devontae Smith on the long pass. So, you know, he might be a guy that's going to need some help over the top because I'm not sure how well. Yeah, he's I, I don't think he's Jalen Ramsey. I don't want right, to overstate right, right, it, right, right. but I, I do think he's a he's a competent NFL corner. Yeah. And you're probably right. He'll need some help against some of the better receivers in this league, and that's where Anthony Harris will come in and Rodney McLeod when he's healthy, or Kayvon Wallace seems to be ahead to fill in for Rodney McLeod. So, yeah, that's going to be an important part of it. But I, I do think just his presence enables to slow down things for Zach McPherson. I think that's important. Yeah, let's talk about the left tackle position. Um, we met uh, Andre Dillard and Jordan Milata came out to talk with reporters today for the first time. And, um, you know, just two completely different personalities um, between the two guys. Uh, but listen, I, I Dillard had first team reps today. Um, and to me, I was really watching him. He just looks a little slow to get off the ball. He's very slow to react at the snap count. And that, that has led to him uh, getting beaten around the edge, especially from Derek Barnett. Whereas Jordan Mulata, when you watch him in there, he really does a great job with that first step back in pass pro, something we saw Jason Peters do very well. You push the uh, border or the envelope of that false start uh, infraction, you know, because he's so quick off the ball. And you see Milata do that. You don't see Dillard do that with his footwork. And that, to me, is one reason I have Milata leading this left tackle spot uh, battle. Uh, what do you think, John? Yeah, I think a lot of people do. And I think a lot, and most people I talk to think Jordan Milata is going to win this job. I'm, I'm kind of more hesitant about that because Howie Roseman's in this equation as well. Howie Roseman might be the biggest part of this equation. And the fact that he took Andre Dillard in the first round, the fact that he traded up for Andre Dillard in the first round. And by the way, Howie's no different than any other GM. And I've used this comparison on other shows. Jordan Hicks, the ex-Eagles linebacker, talked this week, and he was talking about when Steve Kime, the Cardinals general manager, called him up after they drafted a linebacker in the first round and said, guess what? There's not going to be any competition. He's the starter. Jordan, you're not the starter. That's how GMs are in this league. They want their premium draft picks to succeed, and they will give him every opportunity. By him, I'm saying Andre Dillard. That's where I think the Eagles are. If you go back, they've been rotating, but day one it was Andre Dillard. He got the benefit of the doubt. I think most people thought my lotta. Tomorrow's a big day for Jordan, though, because tomorrow – Tuesday is the first day the Eagles will put on the pads. And let's be honest, that's where this competition starts. Because offensive line, running backs, those are the, the two positions probably 
you need the pads to really, really evaluate. Yeah, um, my counter argument to that on the, you know, you saying that would make Howie, Howie factors into the equation. I mean, you could also say, look, Milata was a seventh round pick. I mean, that would make yeah, Howie him look, good. look yeah, like a genius. Like, wow, you know, they, we, he already does this though. gem. <laughs> I know. With, with Jordan, yeah. he already does because right. he's gotten to the point. And by the way, this is also a little bit counterintuitive, but I bring up this a lot. You know, Jordan can play either side. Yeah. So as a swing tackle backup, you know, he can move. If Blaine goes down, he can play right tackle. He can play left tackle, obviously. Andre Dillard was not good at right tackle. So right. That's as sort of weird good. as it sounds, no, yeah, that's, as weird as it sounds, that might help Andre yeah, that, Dillard. Yeah, that to me is one reason that Milata could be the reserve tackle here. Because he can play both sides, although he has not played any right tackle in camp so far. So... You know, he would need to get some work at that spot once this competition settled. And maybe that's a question, you know, we should ask is, you know, if, uh, you know, who's going to be the reserve right tackle or who's that swing tackle while this competition's going on. We've seen Jack Driscoll get some reps in there. He hasn't looked very impressive to me so far. We see Brett uh, Toth is taking the third team, or I guess, yeah, he's behind Milata and Dillard at that left tackle spot. Maybe he's the swing guy. Um, but, you know, listen, Milata was a seventh-round pick, and Howie would love to say, look at me, I took a seventh-round flyer on an Australian rugby player, and now he's going to be our starting left tackle. Now, I'm uh, going to throw something else out there Ed, for you. Yeah. As weird as it sounds, again, because one guy's a first-round pick, one's a seventh-round pick, Jordan Milata's in his contract here. Yeah. And left tackles get paid a lot in this league. And if he plays well, the Eagles are going to have to break the bank for Jordan Mailata. They have a couple more years before they got to make a decision on Andre Dillard. All this kind of ancillary stuff all points to Andre Dillard. Do I agree with it? Not necessarily. But that's the reason I lean more than most people toward Andre Dillard. Yeah, all good reasons for sure. Uh, listen, all right, let's uh, kind of start wrapping this up a little bit let's talk a little bit about the uh punt drills that we saw today uh aaron sippus uh, you know kind of the unknown punter uh they were working today on directional kicking from just on the other side of the 50 and did a know, good job did a very good job uh coffin corner stuff you know trying to kick the ball out of bounds working on the gunners flying down the field trying to keep the ball in play try to bounce it at the five or inside the five and the eagles did a pretty good job with that one thing that uh, kind of stood out on a negative side was a couple of the returners, Boston Scott and uh, Greg, Greg Ward, Ward, of all people, both dropped Greg, the ball. And Greg is typically the security guy. Yeah. Greg is the guy you know is going to catch it and maybe isn't explosive enough as you would like. You think about last year, Jalen Rager had a lot of trouble catching punts. We've seen Kenny Gainwell early this uh, training camp have a lot of trouble catching punts. Greg Ward is the security guy and Aaron Seacoss is, you know, maybe maybe doing some tricks. Those Aussie kickers, those Aussie punters, they can spin the football in a lot of interesting ways. And maybe that maybe this is gonna work out well for the Eagles because he did a really good job with that directional kicking today. Yeah, and the Eagles seem pretty high on him. We haven't really seen him hit for any distance yet. They use the uh, the, the automatic machine a lot of times. So we have to keep an eye on how that distance shakes out. But, you know, there was no issues with the directional game today. He looked pretty good. And, 
Uh, it's funny because when we had Sippus, when we talked to him, I think it was on Saturday or Friday, he said he was asked if, if he's working on his arm, you know, throwing some passes. And he said, yeah, I mean, they are, you yeah. know, letting him throw the ball a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see if we see any fake punts this year with Aaron Sippus throwing the ball. But first, he has to make the team. And you got to go to it. EaglesMaven.com, yeah. EagleMaven.com, yeah. to read my ode to Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I a, wrote about it. That's a very fine ode, John. Yes, it was. <laughs> no question. So, uh, all right, listen, that's going to do it for us uh, from the Novacare Complex here on Monday. Uh, like John mentioned earlier, the pads come out Tuesday, uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun around here Tuesday and going forward once these pads come on. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you again. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.